Tell every candidate to outwork all the other candidates by doing a tremendous amount of homework on the company that you're pursuing. Welcome to Brand With On Demand, your guide to rebooting radio. And without even being asked for it, delivering a mountain of specifics about what that company is doing at the moment, including free ideas to make it better. Just give it all away. I call it stealing second base. Brandwith On Demand, rebooting radio with a different take on all radio can be. Now your guides through the media morphosis, David Martin, and author of the book Brandwith, media branding coach, Kipper McGee. Rob Barnett, well, he's a headhunter, a management executive, an author, a podcaster, and an entrepreneur. As founder of Rob Barnett Media, he's discovered and hired and led hundreds of talented creative people and executives in senior management roles of MTV, VH1, Audible Amazon. He was, in fact, president of programming at CBS Radio, and he's a digital pioneer. He founded My Damn Channel, one of the very first original online studios and networks. He represents diverse careers, companies, and opportunities. Rob's multi-platform content and no-nonsense approach inspires people to define and sell their best professional brand. Brand with On Demand is proud to welcome back Rob Barnett. Hey, Rob. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Hey, the pleasure is all ours, Rob. And apologies if it sounds a little wonky today. Problem on my end, my bad, getting it fixed. So question number one, Rob, has got to be, what caused you to write Next Job, Best Job and to release it now? Well, that's an easy question. An agent found me on LinkedIn and said, you need to write this book. And I said... Will you sell it? <laughs> and, 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 and his immediate initial answer was yes. But to be truthful, I, I started this journey as a headhunter in June of 2018. So this gentleman found me about a year into it in the summer of 2019. I make these short videos every single day about the topic of getting your next best job. And those videos appear on my website, but also, of course, on all social media. So he found them in 2019, and he said, you got to write this book. So I gave it my best effort, and your question is very uh, insightful. I gave it my best effort in uh, 2019, and they brought it to 20 of the biggest publishers in the world, they all wrote back these beautiful rejections and said, look, we love this guy's words on the page. We love his voice. We love the book. But they gave me this weird bookism, publisherism thing. They said his platform's not big enough. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I don't have nine zillion uh, uh, Instagram followers. Right. Right. I put it up on the shelf and said, this will come back another day. Then... In, of course, March of 2020, when we all got locked down, the agent called back and said, now we can sell this book. This is, mm -hmm. the greatest, this is the greatest moment of unemployment since the Great Depression. Let's retool it a little bit. And I'll tell you the God's honest truth. The book sold quickly 
because it sold with a COVID subtitle. And the minute they bought it, I said, please, please, I'm begging you like a dog. Can we not have a COVID subtitle? You like the book, but the book is not, you know, going to last for six months. The book's supposed to last a lot longer. And, and so that's the kind of journey of it. But it, it's really all along been designed to do one thing and one thing only, which is turn the agony of losing your job into a focused purpose that gets you the right one. Yeah, and it kind of proves your grandmother's five words, huh? <laughs> yes, I opened the book with beloved Grandma Janie, who always said when I asked, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? What's wrong? Why aren't things working? Grandma Janie would always say, you'll know when you know. <laughs> Yep. You know, Rob, with the cutbacks that have been the order of the day in broadcasting, but really ever since the ownership rules changed in the 90s, what are some simple steps that an outplaced talent or manager should take to overcome the emotional crush of a job loss? Well, uh, you won't be surprised because we've known each other for a long time. Almost all the chapter titles are based on rock and roll songs that I love. So right. the second chapter of the book is called Emotional Rescue. And in answer to your question, I did a list and there are 11 survival steps in there, but really so many more that people need to get over that. As you say, the emotional crush of losing your job. I, I've seen some of my friends, even the most confident successful people in the history of our business just get brought to their knees by not just that initial firing, but then this horrible months and months and months of delay to try to get back in and find the next one. So I'll give you just two of the survival steps that, that we, we list. There are many more in the book. Let's talk about the one, the ugly one first, ageism. Mm -hmm. I think that so many people have this terrible, terrible voice in their head, which says, well, I'm screwed. They're not going to hire me. I'm too old. And so there's much, much more in the book about this. But I'm telling you, this is a prison that we create ourselves. And the only way to break out of that prison is to outshine every other candidate and stop thinking about fricking ageism. The minute mm -hmm. you start obsessing about this idea, it's yeah. kind of like you've already thrown in the towel, you know? Yeah. And, and so it, it's like going on a diet, right? Where you know you need to lose, in my case, at least 20 pounds. You know, you got to stop mm -hmm. eating that, eating that idea. You just got to stop it and, and stop focusing on it. That's one. Two, I call the no police, firing the no police. I mean, Dave, you know I'm obsessed with the punk musician Amanda Palmer. And, oh, and yeah. she, she talks about the fraud police. And, and I just think that there are so many voices in our head, even beyond ageism, saying, well, you can't do this because blank. Well, you can't do that because blank. You, you got to just get all that shit out and off to the side so that you can really start getting much more energized to do what it is you know you're capable of doing 
and you know you want to do. So you got to fire all that stuff out of your own head. Good advice. Good point. So when you're looking at really what are the essential job hunting strategies, I mean, you've been a PD, you've been a corporate guy, you've been an entrepreneur, radio leader, coach. Bottom line, what separates top candidates today from the also-rans? Oh, that's a great question. Well, the also-rans are doing the same job search skills that they've done for decades. The also-rans have been told that a cover letter is supposed to say that I have 18 years of experience and a demonstrated history of success and a proven track record, getting ratings and revenue. And, and then after all that robotic blah, blah, the next part of the cover letter is this incredibly long repetition of everything that you're about to see on the resume. So one of the big strategies in the book is to tell every candidate to outwork all the other candidates by doing a tremendous amount of homework on the company that you're pursuing, and without even being asked for it, delivering a mountain of specifics about what that company is doing at the moment, including free ideas to make it better. Just give it all away. And I call it stealing second base. And, <laughs> and, and, you know, and, and steal second base before the first pitch is thrown. Yep. Because what I've been doing with candidates for the last year or so is if you write your ass off in that first letter that says, hi, I'm Kipper, uh, they're going to interview you. And every other cover letter is going to say, I was number one in this market and I was number three in this market. I did. It's like deeply, they don't care. They care mm -hmm. about what you can do for them right now. Yep. No doubt about it. You know, Rob, all the years I've known you, you've had a great reputation for building brands. But what's really interesting to me is that you've got this brand new thing going on where you're teaching people how to do personal branding. Now, what steps should any person be taking today, whether they're actively seeking a job or not, to present a good image and really build a personal brand? Well, the beauty of this mission to build your brand is that there isn't anybody stopping you. There's nobody preventing you from building your level of awareness, your level of engagement, and yet, all the people that we've known all these years, it's just shocking to hear people say quietly and privately on the phone, you know, I just, I hate selling myself. People say it all the time. It comes up on, on every call. And, you know, in the last presidential election, uh, you know, I just kept thinking about Biden because I had the honor of working with him in my last ever job which was at Audible, and, and they paid him way tons of money to put this last book out that he wrote for his son, Bo. And, you know, I thought every day, does he want to wake up at five o'clock in the morning and sell, 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 and market, 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 market? Maybe deep, deep down, nobody does, but everybody has to. So I just really feel like you've got to get up every morning You've got to brush your teeth, please. And then you've got to spend a good, I don't know, five minutes 
making sure that you never miss a day without putting some real important professional content out on your social media of choice and just don't ever miss a day because if you do it nonstop, then after X number of days, you are going to build your level of awareness to the point where that one person you need to write that next check is going to see it. They're going to get you. And then you're, you're halfway home. So let's talk about the other half of getting home, which is negotiating. You offer some really powerful tips, which I think are going to be an eye opener, especially for radio folks who maybe have never been taught to ask. So could you share just a couple of ways to advise clients and candidates to hit that final point and get to yes. Well, we dedicate chapter 10 of the book to my first general manager in radio, this beautiful, beautiful, brilliant soul named Steve Marks. We lost Steve a couple of years ago, yeah. and Steve became one of the great visionaries in customer selling in the radio business and then beyond the radio business. And he, he just had such a beautiful mind and, and a brilliant way of teaching people how to negotiate and how to get to yes. So Steve has a book called Closed Like the Pros. I took my hat off with love to his family and, and call chapter 10, close like a pro, about as close as I can. There's, mm -hmm. a, ton, there's a ton of, uh, of lessons in there that, that I've learned from, I guess, you know, that thing called the 70s till now. <laughs> and and, 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 and the, the, the two things I'll say for 2021, just to get way current, you got to have leverage. It's, it's extremely competitive. There's, the industry's maybe never been in a tougher spot. So you got to do everything humanly possible, not just to go for the one job that you want to get right now. You got to go for two so that when you are at that final moment and you know they want you, you got to have some leverage if you're really going to be able to make a good deal. So I'm, I'm suggesting that people think really, really deeply about, getting an alternative before they get to yes. But then the last thing I want to say about radio, I've been thinking about this in the last couple of weeks. You know, I've always been, let's say, more on the content side than on the sales side and the revenue side. But if I was going for a content job in the radio slash audio slash all of what we love business, I would not have a single conversation about getting hired without making sure that I'm bringing brand new revenue ideas to the table. I don't think we have the luxury of just being content people anymore. Excellent Great point. Great yeah. point. Happy to be with the always insightful Rob Barnett. Hey, somebody you'd like to hear from, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Email us, show at brainwithondemand.com. They can join other great guests like Rula Christie from the Rula and Ryan Show in Houston, Skip Diller from WBLS and Hot 97 in New York City, and over 150 others, all in the previous episodes, wherever you downloaded this. There's still time if you really want to up your game this year. There's still time to register and attend 
morning show boot camp. You can hear from all the people Dave has mentioned, along with folks like iHeart's John Zellner, Justin Chase from Beasley, Hubbard's Greg Strassel. Just click over to morningshowbootcamp.com. That's morningshowbootcamp.com. Coming up, Rob shares some opportunities that may in fact be hiding in plain sight. Hi, this is Mike Sadovoy, Program Director for Country 94 and 97.3 The Wave in St. John, New Brunswick, Canada. Hi, this is Dave from Music Master Scheduling, here with another Music Master raving fan. Our company, Acadia Broadcasting, recently upgraded to the Music Master platform, and we have certainly benefited ever since. Music Master has been a critical piece to helping us every single day. Ready to become a Music Master raving fan? Get in touch at musicmaster.com slash sales. We couldn't be happy with Music Master, and for that, we say thank you. The stuff we know now, we wish we'd known then. Brand with On Demand. We're with the always amazing Rob Barnett. Rob, after everything you've done, experienced, and been through, what's one thing that you know now that you really wish you'd known way back before that first radio gig? Change is not the enemy. When I first started, I was so afraid of the idea of losing my job and being stuck in between jobs. I think that like so many of us, I had a lot of parental DNA and even my grandparents' DNA that's inside a lot of us. And that DNA is somehow telling you that you're supposed to have a job that lasts for a long, 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 long time. And you have these two things called security and stability. But now, 136 years later, I wish I knew that we are in stupid show business where everything changes by the minute. Mm -hmm. And this antiquated idea that I'm going to have something that lasts for 10 years, I think is like a ball and chain that a lot of us carry around instead of being open to the fact that there's just going to be change. I mean, when they announced me as the president, of CBS radio, it was about a week before this big annual meeting. So I stood up at the podium with, you know, hundreds of CBS radio guys in the room. And and I said, I'm Rob Barnett, the president of CBS radio. And then I looked at my watch and I said, you know, for like 18 months. (laughs) (laughs) Because I wasn't afraid anymore, you know? I wasn't afraid, you know? It's the norm. Why do we get so upset? Exactly. Great point. Great point. Our thanks to Rob Barnett. He is a superstar. You'll find links to Rob's site, which could include your next opportunity, information about his book, Next Job, Best Job, and more in the show notes. Just scroll down on your phone. That's a wrap, Kipper. It's all about finding the right job, not just a job. We'll talk about it in the show notes at brandwithondemand.com. It's one minute martinizing. And I'm Dave Martin. I'm Kipper McGee. May all your brand with be wide.